Yeah, we on, we on, we on. We recorded. I was going to start with uh, automatic intros, but I got a heroic story oh, to shit. bring up. Oh, shit, okay. It's crazy. I'm not even the hero in the story. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like I was so proud of the moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's so recent, like yesterday recent, damn near. Yeah, two, um, two days ago, right? Two days ago, yeah. Yeah, let me let me just, you know, lay the landscape real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like to tell people I got amazing friends. Mm-hmm. Cool friends, people who do things, people who are in the right places at the wrong times or the wrong places at the right times. Yes. And uh, there's a guy on this show who's one of those guys. Yes. And it's it's definitely not me. Yeah. I'm never anywhere where I need to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yes. So um, basically, uh, well, I don't know if this is the part where you should take it away. I mean, um, let's start the story with just my day and then we'll. Just yeah, go from there. Start from the beginning. Um, so it's spring break week, right? You know, got kids, man. Nice, uh, wonderful 18-year-old. Shout out to Cheyenne. And also a lovely soon-to-be seven-year-old, uh, young Sebastian. And they're out of school for spring break. So, you know, daddy got to take some time out of work to chill with the kiddos. You know nice, what I'm saying? Nice. Fatherly just, duties, just yes. normal stuff, mm-hmm. right? Little QT. So um, my son loves the, uh, the altitude parks, the trampoline parks out here. And daddy loves him, too, because I could just let him go running around and I could just sit there and listen to a podcast and everybody's <laughs> happy, right? Yes. So take him to a trampoline park. And um, I don't know why I'm not thinking that other fathers have this idea, but it's packed. It is ridiculous. I'm talking 30-minute lines just to get in. So now I'm not really enjoying myself as much. But long story short, we get through the two hours, take off, get to the parking lot, He's tired. I'm tired. Getting him in the car. I got a little small car. It's a lot happening. I think um This is where the minivan came would would help. The minivan right? would have been be nice. beneficial. So we pull off. And as soon as we pull off, I think that I lost one of my headphones. You know what I mean? Because I look mm-hmm. in the case and there's one in the case, but the one that was in my ear is not in my ear anymore. I'm like, shit. Hit the find my phone button. And you know, it shows the last location, which is back in the parking lot. Take the turnaround, dip back through the parking lot, don't even pull up, just kind of pull off to the side, looking like, ah, damn. Scoping the area. Phone? Yeah. Look, it's in the back seat where I put him at, though. Oh. Like, damn. <laughs> and then it gets interesting. Then a lady starts screaming, oh my God, there's a baby in the street. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I look over, and it's a baby running through, walking through the street by himself. Oh, man. So I spring to action. I pick up the baby. Uh-huh. They're like, sir, is that your baby? I'm like, nah, it's not my baby. I don't know whose baby it is, but it's a baby. They're like, well, we'll take the baby. I said, I'm looking around. We're talking for a few seconds, maybe like 30 seconds to a minute. Wait, what were these what were, can, what Got, descriptions of these people? Um, it was one lady in a wheelchair. It was an older lady in a wheelchair, and then maybe, her, I don't know. Ethnicities? Uh, they were um, Hispanic ladies. <laughs> okay, Hispanics. Yes. Oh, the baby, though, the, the little black baby. That's a key a factor to point out. It's a black baby. I think there's more to the... But, he's not a, but he was a regular black baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Different types of black babies. Yeah, different types, yeah. And you know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you what kind of black baby it was in a minute. Because you're you're very well cultured. Yeah, because I'm yeah. being around the world, so I know the different type of black babies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so listen. So here goes the thing. So I'll uh, pick up the baby. Yeah, yeah. Take the baby inside back in the urban air. I'm thinking maybe he just got out, wandered out. Like I said, it's packed. Mm-hmm. But I look, he ain't got no wristband on. Uh, like he should have a wristband. You know, yeah, all the kids yeah. got the wristbands. So maybe he got out of line, so I'm looking through the line. Nobody says nothing to take him to the front counter. There's a lot of kids there. Um, and I'm like, hey, 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 I need to get somebody attention. I just found this baby in the street. 
They're like, oh. Yeah, we don't know what, we don't know what to like, do. I'm like, man, you know, I got an intercom, call somebody. It's a baby in the street. She's, you turned into kid to kids. Y- yes. Because kids work there. So I'm like, kid, <laughs> get your supervisor. So the supervisor comes over, and I turn the baby into the supervisor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take off. Don't think nothing of it. Get on the phone, call my wife, and say, yo, you ain't going to believe it, man. I just found a baby in the streets. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, little black baby. I said, but it was a regular black. He was like East African black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So she's like, what do you mean you just found like, how old? I was like, I don't know. He's like two, three or four. She said, did he say you his name? I said, he didn't say nothing. I just picked him up. He laid on my shoulder and um, took him inside. He was yeah. quiet the whole time. And she says, man, that's weird. I hope that baby wasn't kidnapped. That shit is scary, actually. And I'm like. That was her first thought. I'm like, why would you think the baby's kidnapped? She was like, because it's just strange that a kid. And nobody's running around looking for him. Yeah. And there's not a lot of other businesses around Altitude Park. I'm like, ah, whatever. You know what I mean? So I get, she's like, what you do with the baby? I said, get the baby back to the staff. You know, they'll call the parents and boom. Because my kid, my baby's outside of the car by himself. I got to still. Oh, sh- I can't stay with the other baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, long story short, a little less long. I go home, um, laying on the couch, chilling, and a good old famous... Amber Alert goes off about an hour later. Oh, man. And this is the Amber Alert we all got this week because everybody got this Amber Alert this week. And I see the Amber Alert, but I really don't pay attention to it. I'm just like I do with all Amber Alerts. I'm like, eh. My wife calls me back and says, did you see the Amber Alert? I said, yeah, it came in. But I didn't look. She said, there's a missing two-year-old, black two-year-old baby named Jordan Sagadam. And I said, Sagadam? Sound like some East African shit. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> so listen, she's like, uh, "Do you have a picture?" I said, "Nah, I ain't taking a picture of the baby." But go on Twitter real quick, pull yeah, up yeah. the picture, and it's the baby that I just had in the parking lot that is missing, dog. Yeah, the baby was kidnapped by his father in Dallas, and somehow got loose. And I picked the baby up that was wandering through the parking lot of San Antonio. Oh, true story. Amber Alert came out like an hour, hour and a half after I had the baby. So you so had no idea. So now I call Urban Air, and I'm like, yo, the baby I gave y'all, but they don't answer the phone. <sighs> so then I call my brother. I don't know why I called my brother, but I called my brother. I'm like, yo, this would just happen. He's like, yo, that's crazy. He's like, yo, you called the cops? I was like, nah, I didn't call the cops. I ain't think to call the cops. Yeah, for what? For what? I'm like, oh, he said, yo, you should probably call the cops. Call the cops. Give the cops the info. Cops tell me Urban Air, the Turk, the baby back over to the father that was kidnapped in the baby. So now oh, the baby is man. re-kidnapped after I'd have saved the baby. True story, dog. Re-kidnapped. That's crazy, bro. So I saved the baby because I'm a hero. But then <laughs> I turned him over to the authorities, and yeah, they yeah. gave the baby back, and now the baby re-kidnapped missing. But it's a happy ending. Long story, the father ended up turning himself in that night. With the baby, so the baby's safe and sound. Yes, but um, yeah. So I kind of just feel like. So the baby tried to escape. I don't. I, I don't know. The baby tried to get away. I'd save the baby for being in the middle of the street. Yeah, got their babies out the street. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, got ran over. Yeah. A lot of shit could have happened. Turned the baby back into management at the establishment, and then they returned the baby back into the father that was the kidnapper. But. All of this is because the Amber Alert didn't come out to an hour and a half after yeah. we had possession of the baby. That's crazy. See, you're like Spider-Man. No, it's a true story, man. This just really just happened like Thursday. I guess you'll be checking your Amber Alerts now, I, huh? I definitely will check the Amber <laughs> Alerts. I still won't, but I'll rely on no, you No, you got that. You know what? Oh, you know, I'll be getting on my serious tip. If your kid was missing, 
you will want all eyes on the Amber Alert. Yeah. Oh, yeah so probably. now I'm like, you know what? I have to check the Amber Alert because who knows if I had got the Amber Alert on the proper time, maybe the baby would have got re-kidnapped. That's just crazy. Now, what would have happened in the scenario that daddy saw you? But I knew the baby was in kidnap mode. No, like maybe not yet. He goes, yo. Oh, no, I would have gave him back just like the um, staff did. So you could have fucked up. Nah, I would have been a fuck up. It just you let your kid get outside and I got about the street. I would have looked at Tim with disappointment. Okay, now if you knew he was kidnapped. Oh, I gotta I gotta flee with the with the baby. I gotta you running. Flee. I gotta flee, yo. He gotta chase me. You know I got the coop. <laughs> you know I got the coop. I can get up on him. You know what I'm saying? I throw that shit in sports mode. We out, B. You know what I'm saying? What if he hits you with the foot? A little dark gun. It can happen, yo. It can happen. It's a three-year-old baby. Norma's here for the baby. I would have had to secure the asset and get away with the baby if he was. If I knew that was because I figure, I figure it's a scene from Ace Ventura. Yeah, you're running through African forest, and then the tribe guys they catch you with that with the with the poison arrows that put you to sleep. I'm mad elusive, yo. Like you know, what I'm saying. You know how like the maddest sliders are for like your acceleration, elusiveness, and all that. All my shit is like '90s. So I would have just ah, 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 finesse that. You know what I mean? <laughs> got out, tuck and roll with the kid. You still got those movements? Yo, fam. I'm a, yo, you know all my stories about being in crisis. That shit come back, yo. <laughs> this is true, yes. Like, you don't lose like riding a bike, son. This man was damn near a hero on a cruise ship. Man, I've, been, I've been in a motherfucking uh, cruise ship that was stranded at sea for uh, several days. And he, he was strapped with weapons. You know what I mean? On the cruise ship. Had weapons. Provided by the ship. Yeah, yo, we, my family was good. We had resources. That's crazy. I'm telling you, I step it up when it's time. I be chill. You know, I be chill most of the time. Mm-hmm. But when it's go time, I, you saw the video from the cruise. You saw me over there chilling, smiling, laid back on yeah. the iPad. I think I saw a spear in your hands. Everybody else was out there pitting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> you, were, Yo. you were the only one smiling. I will say that. I got that from uh, Lord of the Rings. Not Lord of the Rings. Uh, damn, what's the book with Piggy when they dropped the rock on it? Lord of the Flies. You uh-huh. see Red Lord of the Flies yeah, as a kid? yeah. yeah. Yo, you got to turn into that whenever you in that environment. So I could just turn that shit on like that, B. I'm ill. That's crazy. Damn, this is, these Massachusetts, y'all think Lee, y'all these think Massachusetts Liam Nelson, guys are different. Y'all talking about Liam Nelson and Liam Neeson and all them? <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just chuckle at that. Come on, man. Oh, okay. They ain't been in no real shit. I'm in real life shit, man. You know so, so I think it's like basically he had a Spider-Man moment where, you know, he might save somebody and somehow they get re-kidnapped again. And now you got to get back into action. I was gonna go back into action, but that's when they told me that the police had it. I let the police do their job, and I don't want you know. Yeah, get, you know they get paid for this, but I'm just out here living. You know what I'm saying? You know, heroes need a hand sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I just, I well, basically, back, at the end of the day, backups. You're a hero. I, I mean, I have to be. I have to be considered it. unnamed too. That's crazy, though. I didn't want any credit. You know what I did right after I saved the baby the first time? When it got my feet done, <laughs> like as a reward. I was talking to the cops while I was getting the feet. Massage and everything. Little, nah, that was that pedi- was on the schedule for the day. Little pedicure action. The schedule don't change <laughs> during my heroicness. You know what I'm saying? That was already on the menu. So, so you just your feet getting done, massage, talking to mimosa tell the, on the telling side. the cops, yo, I had the baby. Y'all late, boom, boom, boom. The people in the shop is like, oh my god, what's going on? I'm like, yo, just chill out, yo. Make sure you get that bunion on the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> tell you the story after. Wait, so like all the all the ladies in there, like all the all the people oh, doing yeah, the pedicure, like, they was like, oh, you a legend? Come on, son. Damn. You know, I'm the only guy in there. <laughs> oh, man. You, you winning. Spot. I ain't going to tell y'all where, but you know what I mean? It's my spot. Nah, I get yeah. you. It was about to close, too. I had to call. Yo, yo, keep it open. For, oh, yo, we got you, Norm. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> yo, I, don't, I don't really see it playing out like that, but <laughs> I, I believe you. True. That's my peak. 
Never mind. Don't worry about it. Actually, you do got people because you got See? restaurant owners. They just be, See? you know, walking us in and See? we get special seating. Look, they tell everybody else, seat yourself. Look, I got people it's sitting crazy. on the couch with us right now that will open up an exclusive establishment like that. <laughs> like this for us. Come on, man. What are you talking about? All right, man. You got a point there. You know what I'm I think we should introduce the young man. Yeah. You know? With that being said, <laughs> yo. We got the privilege of being once again in the wonderful store of True North. I mean, I guess it's safe to say it's a sneaker boutique. I don't like calling it a store. I don't even like to calling it's it like a boutique. boutique. I want to call it something more than that because they have clothes and stuff here too. You can have clothes in a boutique, right? Got a little of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. A little of everything. It says exclusive apparel and sneakers on the title, but I want to call it more like a, it's, it's like bigger than a vibe. It has like an aura, an essence to it. It does. So with that said, we got Eddie of True North, the owner. What's up, what's up? In the building. Or we're in his building. We're in the building too, right? He's in the building too, but we joined him. Yes. That's yes. what happened. On a, on a rainy Saturday. Yes. Yo, it's ugly outside. It's crazy. It's crazy. Too. Yo, Eddie. Bipolar weather out there. Yes, it definitely is. But let's not get distracted. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having um, me. I've told Norm on a number of occasions that I've I want Eddie on the show yes. a number of times. I mean, first of all, you're the only like sneaker boutique owner I know out here, and uh, and I'm just like, yo, I, I'm fascinated. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated with the entrepreneurship, uh, what you have built. I came here for the first time when it was like half of this stuff, mm -hmm. maybe not even half, like five years ago. Yes, yeah. and I was like coming back into the store like. After COVID, I'm just like, yo, this place has transformed. And it's, like, incredible. Like, the the rarity of sneakers is different from what it was five years ago. Yeah. You got shoes now that don't haven't even come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. They're on the table. They smell good. I smelled them. Smell amazing. <laughs> Pretty badass. The SBs. Yeah, th those are incredible. Fours. Um, they actually look more comfortable than regular Jordan 4s, by the way. But yeah. SBs typically they are. extra padding, too. Yes. 4s so. are my favorite, too. See, I didn't like the other fours anymore because these parts are not as soft and they dig in. Yep. These are different. Mm -hmm. So I like that. But, um, yeah, man, uh, definitely wanted to bring you on the show and just, like, really, you know, pick your brain at how all this began. So you want to take it away? Wow. So it all began. Well, it goes a lot further back. Um, back in my day, I used to be into the sneakers Clothing and all that stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna do this a lot too. Like you telling the story. Back in your days, where, where, where on okay. earth are you from? What was the scene? I, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, did they even have sneakers? Where were you at? And back in the days. <laughs> so, so my old ass grew up in the 70s and 80s. Okay. In New York City. Yes. See. Shout so, to the good city, of New York. There you go. You love it or hate it. You might need a, <laughs> you might need an air horn for that, maybe. Shout to New York. There you go. You, you can love and hate it at the same time. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, to this day. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, it all start, started, you know, growing up in my teen years in New York, um, just hanging out and uh, music and clothing and sneakers. I mean, growing up in neighborhoods. You're just part of the culture. Neighborhoods. Yeah, you got to roll with it. You know what I mean? Shout out to our good friend, Greg and, um, G, who was just on the show. He lives in New York now. Oh, they, there you go. Well, yeah. um, where, where, at in, um, where, at, where at in New York City? Like, what, um, so I grew up in Long Island, mm -hmm. Central Islip. Um, Central Islip. Keith go. Murray, baby. You already know. Keith we already, Murray. Keith, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My favorite childhood rapper. <laughs> so I grew up in Central Islip, uh, graduated high school, and I, met, I moved to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. mm. I went to college in Brooklyn. 
Um, went there for two years, ended up three years, went through like 10 cars. I got <laughs> stolen. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but uh, lived all over in Brooklyn. Yeah. Nice. You know, going to college, you know, you got to. You got to go with the flow. Yeah, so, get it where you fit it, where you exactly, could afford, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. We just talk about that, right, Greg? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, two hundred square feet for like a thousand dollars a month. You know, it's crazy. Yo, because I seen some of the. It, it's funny because I feel like you know the phones be listening to what we're talking about. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. as soon as I left, like all these like videos of people talking about their one hundred square foot like apartment, and they're like, yeah, so it's like a closet. And this is it. And the restroom is like in the hallway that I share amongst like five units. And they ain't kidding. Yep. Yeah, I believe it. And I'm just like, yo, this is insane. Yeah. That, and then they, they're paying like 1500 two two racks for this little closet space. Yeah. I mean, you could go to the bathroom. You could sit on the shitter, the sink, you wash your hands, and the shower running on your feet. I mean, it's just... <laughs> and sleeping at the same time. Literally. Crazy. Literally. I, I, don't, I don't see how people do it, but I guess it got to be done. Yeah. Well, well it's because... Everything once you walk outside that place in New York is available to you. Everything. Yes, that's so, true. Everything. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, you know, I was just in a, a street scene early, um, hanging out, hanging out with the boys. You know, I was kind of a little bit of a rebel in school. Re- school kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. It was just too violent. It wasn't even school. Mm-hmm. It was basically just go there to survive. It was and, a uh, it was a it was a boxing event. Yeah, pretty much. And you know, <clears throat> I'm in a not such a big guy, so you know, <laughs> I had to. Pick my friends wisely, you know yep. what I mean, and just. Uh, I mean, Nate Robinson's your height. Uh he's a little taller. Slightly little taller, yeah. He looked the same on the videos we were watching yeah. earlier. Hell of a guy, man. Real nice. Yeah, nice no, guy. I, I just feel like if I ever saw him today, I'd be like, ah, uh, I'm yeah. just thinking face plant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I know. But that's besides be the point. If I ever be known as that, that's craziness. Sucks, sucks. Crazy. But um. Yeah, just just growing up in New York and uh, being in the streets and getting into the sneakers and the fashion. Yeah, and uh, you know the other things to you got to do to acquire these sneakers. To come with it. So what? Exactly. Um, but what? Um, and just time frame wise, like, uh, without giving your age away, we're talking. Oh, it's all good. I'm 52. Okay, so we about 10. <laughs> we got about 10 years. So like, take us through just like briefly, like what was a sneaker? Let's say you know the 80 to 84. You know the 76 so, to to 80. What was the kind of some of the looks that we were uh, talking about sneaker? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I didn't think about that. The sneaker culture wasn't as crazy until I'd say probably about 84, 85. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it started getting, you know, people were standing on lines or, you know, we didn't really have internet back then. Of course. You know what I mean? So it was all word of mouth. Everybody's mm-hmm. paging, hey, this is where it's at. Um, so it wasn't as hard as getting the product. But there also wasn't a lot of authentication back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you had to be careful. Definitely, like if you're in Chinatown, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the move. Bootleg, you're you know? on 29th Street and all yeah. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we were there for the whole uh, for the whole era for the uh, SBs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing outside on lines, you know. and uh, Do you remember the name of any, like, popular, like, stores? Like, was it, like, specific stores that you guys went to? Or was it just uh, or areas? We just went all over the place. Harlem, wherever had shop. They didn't really have like big tier stores. Yeah, yeah. You know, back then it was, it was like always kind of mom and pop places. Okay. Mm. So it was always like, hey, uh, John Skateboard Shop is getting this, or VIM, which is a yep. a big store back in the days. Oh, you know what I just thought about too. So, question. So were you? Um, because that is a big difference. Were you more in the skater culture then, nah. or was it? 
everything merged as far I as? I was always into the hip-hop scene. Okay. Mm. Um, like I said, growing up on Long Island, I grew up with a lot of uh, rappers. Mm -hmm. And uh, You could tell them. You could drop some names. You could drop some names. <laughs> you could name drop some. <laughs> yeah, I think you know some people, right? A <laughs> couple. couple. Keith Murray, for one. <laughs> Eric and Parrish from EPMD. Y'all just be posted? Craig Mack, RIP. Mm. Is Marky, RIP. Just... The names go on and on. The fact that how many times when we talk about like some of the like artists that we know, yeah, we always have to add in the RIP at yeah. the end. It seems like yeah, it's crazy. that's insane. Well, but, for for the young folks that don't know, especially for San Antonio, Long Island, do your history. They have a very, very, very illustrious uh, stronghold in hip hop. Yeah. Um, they, literally, some of they the were great, run in the eighties. Yes. Man. It was. It was. They kind of get forgotten about because, like, oh, it's Long Island. It's like well, yeah. all the all the best rappers came from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Busta Rhymes, another one. Yeah, Public Enemy. Yeah, yep. uh, Rock him. My wife went to school with Flavor Flav. Yep. So he's still but, wearing the clock. Yeah, he's still wearing. Still late. Damn. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's still late. <laughs> he's still late. Crazy. But um, and back then too it was a lot easier. I mean, you go hang out. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Not like today, it's like there's an entourage or you can't even get close to meeting them. Yeah, and that was like and, a whole uh, the yeah. whole thing, just to even, you can't even pull up on them anymore. Cause exactly, exactly. It's just times are different. Yeah. Real different. Now there's probably a lot of level, a high level of concerns too. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know what's on people's agenda. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, getting, you are already part of the culture mm -hmm. in New York. And then fast forward. Life went on, graduated college, um, moved to Miami, mm -hmm. went to Miami University, took a little time off, came back to New York, met my wife, got married. What was the difference between um, culturally with the sneakers and everything between New York versus Miami, especially because I don't know much oh, about Miami was, in the 80s. There was no, you know what no I mean? relation. Day. Yeah. Damn. Night and day. It's not the Miami we see now. Wait, no. what year were you in Miami? Um, so I graduated in '92, so early '90s. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was there for the the hurricane, the Miami Hurricanes, the when they had that big old oh <laughs> uh, yeah scandal. Yes, we yes. won't get into that. But Luke, I, I was, just, I was just thinking a lot of drugs. That's all I was thinking. Yeah, so a lot, lot of white. The streets were flooded. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, back then, I mean, I know, like, we see in the movies and, like, shows all the time, documentaries. Yeah. Like, was it really like that where it was, like, that violent in the street because of... Yes. Like, you actually... <sighs> yes. It was It was bad. It was bad. That is insane. It was bad. I mean, they didn't really focus on it as much. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was bad. <sighs> the 80s in, in Miami was, it was crazy. It was rough. South Beach was, like, probably like Compton was in the 80s. Damn. But drug scene wise. So it was it was it was crazy, man. Chi Chi get the yayo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what's funny is that that building that he was in mm -hmm. in that scene is now a CVS building. Yes, you know what? So where he went to go do a drug exchange, what made him who he was, yeah. is now a drugstore. I like I like the I like <laughs> the, how it all comes <laughs> together, man. <laughs> crazy. That's insane. But now, going back to Miami, so you said it wasn't really like a um, big sneaker culture or anything down no, there. No, it wasn't a real big sneaker culture. And when I was going out there, you know, I was just focused on school, mm -hmm. trying to figure out where I'm going to live, trying to find a job. And um, it was just very different. Mm -hmm. Very different. I mean, it was just a lot of 
Latin cultures from from everywhere. It's a mm-hmm. melting pot, mm-hmm. and um, it was just very different. So I went there for a little bit, then I went back to New York. Um, I was homesick, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met my wife out there, and then in um, Miami or back when you went back to New in York. New York, okay. She was living in Florida. Gotcha. And um, she her house got wiped out by Hurricane Andrew, which mm. is ninety two, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but um. Her house got demolished, so she went to New York to stay with her mom, and at the time, I was working for uh, Budweiser, Mm. so I was doing all the promotions for Budweiser, so I was always posted up at all the clubs, all the events, everywhere. So you've been in the scene for... For a minute. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then working working for Budweiser, going to college, I was like the man. <laughs> yeah. I was bringing my my dog was just like loaded with beer, so it was like party, you you was the man out here in these streets. What was your um? What uh? Well, two things, and if you don't want to tell, like, what was your? Yeah, good. What were you going to college for? Uh, so I went to school for business management. Okay, and what were you doing? What was your actual job title with Budweiser? So when I started out, I started out as a, a driver helper. Mm-hmm. Then I went to merchandiser. Then I went to sales. And then I went to driver sales, and then I went into PR, merchandising, um, until basically um, before I left, I was just in charge of the whole um, off-premise thing, which mm. is basically bars, concerts, I mean, everything. Major events and such. Major so events. This is- so I was like working with, I don't know if you're going to remember any of these people, but the Jerky Boys mm-hmm. back in the days. Um, I used to walk around with Spud McKenzie, the dog, the Clydesdale horses, yeah. all the concerts. Any concert that was going on, Budweiser was part of it. Oh, yeah. The airship, Super Bowls, I mean, you name it. All the boxing events. So I got a question. Um, just triggered some of my mind because thinking about what you things are starting to make more sense for me too. Yeah. So um, could you talk like the process as far as I know Budweiser is a huge brand, right? But you know mm-hmm. they got new products, new uh beers coming out. This what's the process to get take that from Budweiser factories to get this club or this bar or this restaurant to say we want X amount of kegs. I don't know what the terms is. So to get it, because I'm assuming you were part of that process. Yeah, it sounds like. So believe it or not, I mean, back there at Budweiser sell itself. I just walk in any place, Mm -hmm. and which was really good is they gave me a per diem. Mm -hmm. So basically, they told me, okay, we want you to go to five clubs tonight, and we want you to go to these five clubs. $500 $500 for each club mm-hmm. and go out there and just buy people drinks. Yep. Wow. That's like the easiest job. <laughs> I just walked Sounds in the like bar. Sounds like a good job. Like, I like that. A round of beers. Yep. For everybody. everybody. Wow. Just hang out for a minute. So I guess, so I guess you I was able pretty to get popular. a lot of connections. <laughs> yeah. A lot I'm starting, of connections. I'm, it's all starting to come to me on how these connections began the development yeah. process. So, okay. I mean, it was, it was great, man. It was great. I love that job. Um, but you know, life moved on. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it started to get tough and old because I'm out there every night of the week, and my hours weren't normal hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah. my nights would start at like 9 a.m. to like 5. A, I mean, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Mm. You know, so I got to be out in the clubs. So I got to be, you know. So it caused a lot of tension with my yeah. relationship yes. because <laughs> Back home. I got to be, yeah, mm. you know. Yep. So, um, but I mean. Psh- it was it was great, great job, great nice. job. That's crazy. So you so that's really the introduction to you being involved in like business. So you basically learned from that job. Mm-hmm. Did you and then incorporate it later um, to yourself it's or funny, did, So 
Uh, when I went to two-year school, I went for applied sciences because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. So I got my degree in that. And then um, I knew I wanted to get into the business. I just didn't know what end I wanted to go into, whether it was going to be um, managing a hotel to, I don't know, managing a restaurant. Just I knew I wanted to get in the industry. I just didn't know where yet. Yeah. And the ho- working that, for that Budweiser. Hosp- the hospitality type yeah. industry, yeah. And working for Budweiser kind of gave me a, all different angles that I didn't know really what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did help me. It did help mold me as far as um, to where I'm at today, because I took a lot of those things, um, you know, like the beer and sneakers. I know they're totally two different things, but building relationships and all that kind of thing really helped out a lot. Yeah, yeah. They're actually more similar, I think, than people think, because it's really just it's all lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know what I mean. The same way, um, it's connoisseurs of sneakers, casual, yeah, more in depth. You know, quote unquote sneakerheads. There's yeah. people that just like a beer when they're barbecuing, or they want to know the taste. This, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. When I'm having this type of cigar, or eating this, so yeah. with the pair with, so it really is like a. Uh, I can see the parallels to both products. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So, and then like a lot of my friends back home in New York, they were doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the ones that got out of trouble, they weren't involved in all the craziness. But I had a lot of friends that went in different parts of entertainment. So we all kept in touch. Like my buddy Will, who I was telling you about earlier, Will Castro. Mm-hmm. Um, Unique. He has a store called Unique back in the days. And he opened up Unique Shops. Um, basically, he's a custom car builder. Okay. So he was in partners with Busta Rhymes. So he would bring a lot of artists to his shop yeah you know what i mean football teams i mean everybody he's doing all these celebrities cars we always kept in touch you know what i mean and then to this day we still keep in touch but he's like hey you know i got so-and-so coming out here maybe you can show him around hook him up definitely so and then like i said keith murray he's in that scene so everybody's in their own little niche so it kind of all blends together Mm-hmm. You know, everybody kind of scratches each other's back. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. That's super dope. They're all looking to help each other. We all look to help each other in any way we can. I guess it helps because y'all have long-term, like, friendships as well. Like, yeah. you know, coming up at a younger age and, mm-hmm. you know, one's doing this business, one's doing the other, and they kind of go they almost hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. That's super dope, man. Um, and then, so, you're in Miami. Mm-hmm. And go back to New York. When did the transition... So happened um, to San Antonio. Um, well, let me rewind a little bit. So we go, we're going too got, fast. We're going married. too fast. Well, no, I got married. <laughs> we can back up. <laughs> I got married. And then in uh, 2000, my son was born. Okay. So growing up in New York, it was, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, there's no way in hell I'm going to raise my son here. I just couldn't do it. It's too much. Couldn't put it on him. Cause the shit that I went through, I'm like, there's no way in hell he's going to go through this. Yeah. And I couldn't afford a private school for him or nothing. So I'm like, yo, we got to bounce. So um, literally 9-11 happened like not too far up from there. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like the icing on the cake. So at this point, too, just keep for me to keep timeline, you're working with Budweiser still when 9-11 happens? Uh, no. So I had left Budweiser. Okay. I was with him for like six years. Okay. Um. Then I left with them. My dad ended up owning uh, like a beer and liquor store, mm-hmm. like a Specs. Yep. So I was working with him. I was working for Budweiser, going to school, just mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, hustling. Hustling. Yep. And um, so I ended up leaving Budweiser because I wanted to help my, my dad and uh, get his business going. And then at the same time, 
I was contemplating like, yo, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we had my son, like, let's go. We yeah, went just back bounce. to Miami, went out there, and um, it was great, man. I, I loved Miami. It's really nice. Um, we stood there probably about two years, and then we moved a little further north up to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And um, it's definitely a different vibe over there. And also another thing, um, out there, I was working for the city at the time. Okay. So funny story, but I used to like turn people's water off for non-payments. Oof. Oh, you're one of them. So, <laughs> well, actually I did underground utility work. Yeah. Because I was trying to find anything. So I started doing underground yeah. utility work and then like, hey, you know, our regular guys that do this, we can't keep anybody. Yeah. So if you can do me a favor, add a couple of these in your oh, daily journey. You? So I was like, all right, you know, how hard can it be? So yeah. it's funny, but I met a lot of Miami Dolphin players. I met a lot of baseball players. Through this job. Through this job. Getting their waters cut off? <laughs> Getting their waters cut off. Because you got to remember, <laughs> yeah, Jose Canseco, I shut his water off. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand a lot of these people don't Live. manage their money. Yes. They have somebody else managing yep. their money. Yes. Who was supposed to make these payments. Yep. Yeah. And they're not doing their job. And they're not making their payments. And, they, and it may be a second home or, yeah, you know. exactly. They're on the road most of the year. Mm-hmm. They come back home, water's off. Like, what the f- <laughs> you know what Yeah. I mean? That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. So, it was funny because, you know, I'm going down this list and I'm in, the, like, a really exclusive. Richie, I mean, the houses were, like, $2 million houses. Yeah. So I'm just going through there and, all right, I guess I'm turning this water off, you know. And was it kind of mind-blowing at first, I too? got to meet a lot of people. I'm the wrong way I got to meet. I'm about to say, yeah. how was it? It was but a little aggression. They probably didn't like you at first, right? <laughs> nah, nah, not really. But we worked it out. I'm like, yo, listen, let's just say I turned it off. Just make sure it gets taken care of today. Yeah. If I have to come back, they're going to make me turn it off. Yep. Yeah. So they're like, all right, cool, cool. Here's some tickets to the game. That's dope. And there you go. And then there's a ticket plug right there. <laughs> That's it. And then it was just, I'd meet all the players because, you know, they give you good ass seats. Yeah. So I meet all the players. Oh, yeah. And then um, I opened up uh, a landscaping company because I was always hustling, doing anything I can. Yeah, yeah. And then I started doing uh, the lawns of all these football players, baseball celebrities. players. Celebrities. Celebrities. The Rock. Um, Shout out to Dwayne he, Johnson. He actually went to, he was a freshman when I graduated. Oh, that's dope. Ah. So, yeah, and he was skinny back then. Yeah, he, he, with the fanny pack? <laughs> he had a, l- a little fro, like a little yeah, fro. Yeah, little, little curls. <laughs> oh, man, that that yeah. rock was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so I was there probably till 2008. Um, my daughter joined the Air Force. Mm. And Shout it, out to the Air Force. There you go. You know what I mean? Uh, Air Force boys <laughs> in the building. Listen, man, changed my life. And you know uh, 08, we actually got hit with three hurricanes in one month. <laughs> so that was Katrina. I don't remember the other two, but mm-hmm. um, when they hit, I was just... I was kind of up to here with it already. Yeah. Because it's like three in one month. So the house got destroyed. We fix it up. The following week, another hurricane comes. We fix it up. Another hurricane came. And it was just, and this is like August, July, August. Yep. Yeah. South Florida is just brutal. Brutal to heat. Yeah. yeah. The humidity is just, and I was just like fed up. My daughter's like, I'm going to go to the Air Force. And I'm like, badass. I said, where are you going to go? She's like, I'm going to San Antonio. I said, I think we're coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just sold all our shit and bounced. got out. Yep. Damn. Got in a U-Haul. Came here to San Antonio. 
Had you been here before? Florida hot, never. Did you come visit before? Uh, I was pioneer here. <laughs> I love that. I love that I energy. I went, drove around, went to the south side, saw mm-hmm. a brand new house. Boom, bought the house. <laughs> that was it. Didn't we even bo- know the area, didn't know anything. We both, start, we both started on the south side. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like side. everybody just started yeah. on the south side. Yeah, just hanging out with the Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> down there. I Crazy. was in there. But um, yeah, it was down by uh, W.W. White. And, and uh, um, the Brooks Air Force Base. Actually, no, I was a little a little further down, down by Goliad. And oh, yeah, yeah. So southeast at, side. Southeast? Yeah, southeast. Yeah. So nice. I was there for about three or four years. Yeah, what high school is that right there? What's the high school on there? Highland. Highland. That's Highland High School. Highland Heights. Yeah. 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 So when I bought my house, I realized I'm like, yo, maybe I should have did some research yeah. before I went and bought this house. Because the area. Yeah, the area wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, I went to visit schools and I was like, damn, you know. Kind of like, like I where did I go York. from here? Yeah, you, you, know? you didn't you didn't know about that good old North Side yet, did you? Yeah, I didn't know anything. <laughs> so <laughs> it, 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 it was rough. So I put my son into a private school. Probably shouldn't say the name, but we had some differences there. Mm-hmm. So I had to pull him out. Yeah, because uh, one of his teachers was getting a little out of control. So we pulled him out of there, um, and I ended up buying a condo not too far from here in Alamo Heights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did what I did back in New York. I bought a place in a nicer neighborhood, used the address, rented it out, and sent my son to school here. Nice, smart. In Alamo Heights, so he yep. went to school here. And uh, my the was, toxic side of me was, wants to know what what was wrong with this teacher. <laughs> okay, so the school was Holy Name. Okay, one of those Holy Name is yes. So it was a Catholic school. Yes. So the teachers were very aggressive. So they had yeah. that old school mentality where they're going to light up your kids if they do wrong. Oh, mm. shit. And I had a problem with that. Oh, of shit. course. They bring it out if that anybody's going to discipline my kid, it's going to be me. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot of that going on. Oh, so, I see. And I wasn't having it. My son was at the point where he was didn't want to go to school. Yeah. Yeah, he was uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, we just we got to get out of here. And then there was other allegations that went on over there with the Catholic priest and shit like that. So... Yeah, we won't that's, go. That's we, won't, an, yeah. we won't. We won't go too deep yeah, in that topic, but I get where you're going story. with it. Yeah, I've so, heard about these things. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, we just got to get out of here. So we ended up selling the house, moved out here to Alamo Whites, Alamo Heights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yo, you and, said uh, it, not me. The good old no, Alamo Whites. No, we we felt a lot of love when we got here. Don't you worry. <laughs> they, they, they're very open arm, accepting. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh come on in. Oh yeah, come on in. Baked you a cake for you know, welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, a fruit cake. What's your yeah. um, what's your what's your background? What's your background? Uh, Puerto Rican. Okay. So um, <laughs> it was a little t- tough, tougher transition for you. Yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> Wasn't no mafungo coming through? <laughs> Just like Jason, you know oh man, yeah, it was. It was crazy. It was bad. Oh, that's funny. Was but is that the thing in Puerto Ricans? The tres leches? Yeah, I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. that? Tres leches. Tres leches. Hell yeah, shit is. Good. I mean, it's bro. good if it's done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you True. find any good ones out here? Um, not yet. Damn. Every every Latin culture makes it different. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to find the one you like and just stick with it. Yeah, because some people like the where it's some not like it as like a dry. Some like it wet. Some it's oh pause. Yeah, pause. Pause. Yeah, yeah. I should have said that slow. Look at G face. Like an old see, song. I, <laughs> I was trying to like I started squinting to the eyes just to evaluate if that was pause worthy. Yeah, but it might be. Yeah, yeah. But people do like it wet. Pause. Yeah, 
There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you, so you say you had a little a tough transition in uh, <laughs> around here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I Actually, wish I could record that. That's that, not funny to me. What was real funny is um, so when he goes to school, he's in gym class, and he kept getting notes that he had to get sneakers for school. Oh, okay. Because he was always in Vans. Mm-hmm. I'll get into why he was always wearing Vans in a minute, but so, but they weren't telling me. Sneakers. They were saying your son can't go to gym because he has no Ten- tennis shoes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. And I'm like, are you thinking like I my got son? I got play some, fucking tennis. I'm like, I got to get some Agassiz. Oh, okay. I need some Air Pegasus or something. Right? So, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, where the hell am I gonna find tennis shoes? So I went, bought him some tennis shoes. Yeah. And then he went to school in tennis shoes, and then it's like he's a fucking laughing stock. So oh. I'm like. It was yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that's. I was kind of a, it out here. It was like a sneaker uh, language barrier that yeah. just happened. No, no. I had the same problem when I moved here too. It I would never say, knew. Um, it. You know, I'm going to get some tennis, tennis, tennis shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally because I do know what tennis shoes are. Like, well, in Spanish is tennis. Yeah. So but we we have um yeah. like Agassi had a pair out before little Air Pegasus joint. Like so I knew, but that was a real specific. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to go play. I'm trying to go play basketball though, dog. So I'm confused. Yeah, why do I need tennis shoes? <laughs> yeah, like why would I have these for? <laughs> yeah, I had the same language barrier. Yeah, so you it was just it was a pain in the ass. But so I always got him um, Vans. So when my son was born, he was born with a club foot. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you know what a club foot is. One bigger than the other. So well, actually, you know, both of your feet. I'm sorry, but both of your feet are like this. So one of his feet. His foot was like this, yeah. so it was upside down. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he had to go through a numerous amount of surgeries to correct his foot. Mm-hmm. So basically, sounds like medieval torture, but they had to Re-break. a lot of breakage. They had to break his uh. foot every two weeks. They break it, move it a little, break oh. it, and break it and cast it, break it and cast Oof. it, break it and cast it for like two years straight. Oh. So emotionally, it was draining. Yeah, you know, yeah. Taking him into the doctors. And he's just looking at you like, yo, you're going to let them hurt me again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now you're the bad guy. There's no way to really, you can't put them under every time. Yeah, yeah. So they really. Oh, yeah. it'd be a way through it. So, yeah. So and we like went you to said, that You can't do years. it all at yeah. once either. So, yeah. 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 So until his foot was actually like this, meaning it was all turned all this way. Yeah. So they have to give room for the tendons and all the muscles to kind of like expand. Yeah. So, the problem with that was is he got a lot of atrophy to the leg. So, from having a cast on his foot for so long, for mm-hmm. almost three years, you know, it stunt the growth yeah. in his leg. So, he's got no calf muscle in one leg. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then his leg is like an inch shorter than the other one. Mm-hmm. And his one foot is like a size nine and a half, and his other foot is like a size 11 and a half, 12. Mm-hmm. Shit. So... I had to constantly buy two pairs of sneakers and two pairs of sneakers. Wow. So at the time, I had to buy Vans because it was cheaper. Affordable. Of course, yeah. Affordable. <laughs> I could get sense. two pairs for 100 bucks. you know what yeah. I mean? So I'd have to get them in two different size. So um, now you got to move up to like yeah. a Jordan or uh, some he, kind of Nike. And then he got older. Yeah. And he started getting taste. And then he's like, yo, I want these. And I'm like... <laughs> It went from spending a hundred dollars on two pairs to four hundred to like like a thousand. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ! So I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, you know, it's so too much. 
I was working in the oil field at the time. I still am. You know, I was blessed making some good money, mm-hmm. but I had to weigh my options out. I'm like, yo, I can't. I'll get you one pair, but it's got to last you the year. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm not spending thousands and thousands. Thousands and thousands. So he's like, all right. You know, so he started going on the internet. And then that's when he started getting like Yeezys and just buying a shitload. Yeah, yeah. And then he was flipping them and selling them. So he was oh, okay, so not for himself. Bread. Yeah. So he ended up getting for himself. So he would do is buy like three or four pairs. You get his pair for himself, and then sell all the other ones. And then all the oddball ones that were like misplaced, different sizes. We just saved them. Stacked them up. Stacked them up. We had hundreds, and we're like, "What the hell are we gonna do with all these mismatched pairs?" Yeah. So he's like, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go down to the Intrepid. What's that? The Intrepid is where all the wounded warriors who get their legs amputated. Bingo. Yes. So we went there and we donated all of them. That's fly. All of it to them. And they were like. That's fly. Yeah. They were like, yo, this is crazy. You know? And they didn't really have to worry about one if it's a nine and a half and 11 and a half because, you know, when they get that. um, Prosthetic. Prosthetic. It kind of adjusts. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they'll take what. Yeah. You uh. can take whatever. Yeah. So now they got fresh ass kicks Hell too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thanks to y'all. Yeah. Look. Wow. So just because I lost the leg during war don't mean I ain't trying to get fresh. You know. Yeah. What I'm yeah. <laughs> the fresh overrides everything. You yeah. Know what so I mean? it, it was just a really cool gesture, and and I was like, wow, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? To so donate we them that way. And, Your son uh, sounds absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. Too. So we went there, and it was like. We didn't even know how to approach them about it because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you go in there and there's a lot of sad faces. There's a lot of people that are going through it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, how yeah. are we going to offer this to them? So we went to the front desk and then they, I guess, got the sergeant. I don't know how mm-hmm. the ranks work, but they came out and, you know, the guy actually broke down. He's like, wow. You know, he's like, this is badass. And he's like, you know, we got a lot of kids in here, too, because not only... Is it military? It's also for like children. Yeah, yeah. And um, and we had baby shoes in there too, so it worked out good, man. It was good. Yeah, it would almost help everybody probably. It was good. It was good. That's a great job. And um, he just kept, like I said, he kept buying sneakers and saving and saving and saving until like his bedroom looked like this. Mm -hmm. He looked like a hoarder. Like he had a little path to get to his bed, and it was that was it. How how old was he? I know what that's like. Um, so he started collecting probably since like twelve. Okay. And then um, when he was about 16, 17, he's like, I want to open up my own store. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's like, because every time you take me to get clothes or sneakers, we got to go to Dallas or Houston or Austin because there's nothing really out here in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's like, I want to open my own store. So I'm thinking, you know, he's a teenager. You know, kids, they change their mind every five minutes. So I was like, all right, let me see. So at the time, I was checking the town out, trying to see um, if there were any sneaker stores like this. So at the time, we found a gentleman by the name of Felix who owned Soul Boutique. Yeah, I know. So mm-hmm. my son basically went there and interned with him for about six or seven months. Yeah. So I wanted to see if it was something he really wanted to do. So I'm like, yo, Felix, my son wants to do this. Help me out here. So my son, he's like, yeah, no problem. So my son would work there on the weekends, mm-hmm. after school, whenever he can. And then my son started consigning some stuff out of his shop. And, um, you know, time went on. He's like, I want to get my own place. I want to get my own place. I was like, all right, let me talk to moms and see what's up. 
So, you know, I talked to the wifey and I was like, you know, it's something he really wants to do. I tried putting him in, you know, the store with uh, Felix to see maybe yeah. if it would fade away, but it just got stronger. Mm-hmm. The passion got stronger. So, Probably started learning the business. So, yeah. So it got to the point where he was selling more stuff than Felix. Yep. Oh, shit. And then he said, so I told my wife, I'm like, you know, it'd be a great way for me and him to spend time together to bond if we do this together. Yeah. And, um, you know, help set him up for his future. Um, now, take it, all this stuff was all his stuff. Mm. So a lot of people like, yeah, your dad's got money. He helped you out. But all this is all him. Yeah, that he accumulated. All this. Yeah. The only thing I helped him out with was getting a lease. Mm-hmm. Because when we were looking around here in Alamo Whites, mm-hmm. mm. a lot of people like, nah, we don't want that here. Mm-hmm. We don't want that here. So I had to keep changing it around. Oh, it's going to be a running store. <laughs> yeah, know? try oh, to change okay. what it was. It's a running store, you know. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's a resale shop. We're going to sell, you know. Yeah, yeah. Expensive, pricey stuff, but... I was trying to word it. We were trying to word it any way we could to get in. And we got kicked out of like 10 places. Wow. Oh. And then we finally found this place. And this place was empty for like five or six years. Mm. So we talked to the owner. And he's like, yeah. He's like, it was a ghost town over here. There was nobody in this plaza. Mm -hmm. So any action, you're kind of looking for it. Pause. Yeah. (laughs) Necessary. That's not bad. (laughs) So uh, we came in here and um, just did it. Just did it. What Put year it was together. this? They opened. Uh, I believe it was. We got it in April of seventeen, and then for like four or five months, we, uh, you know, built it up because it was like nineteen seventies in here. Mm-hmm. So it was like shattered oh. rugs. All the ceiling tiles were all yellow from cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, it's just you know, it's like an old. So y'all really transformed the place, obviously. Yeah. So we just came here and uh, just did it. Just did it. Nice, you know. Uh, so, um, so basically, so y'all y'all do the store here. Mm-hmm. That happens. Pretty much, success is happening. I mean, at least from my view, from the outside looking in. Yeah. And so I'm just like, moving forward, like, what kind of relationships happen? Because I know that like we started seeing like the the athletes so, coming through here, and yeah. you know. Uh, so um. We, uh, of course, it, you it's know. It's J-Boy texting you. Tell him we uh, recorded right now. Is. Yeah, Somebody J-Boy's going out of control. Friend of the show, but he's, yeah, he's wild. Tell him he's wilder, yo. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, the group, chat, the group chats are insane. They start in the morning and they're wild. Yeah. I'm probably getting roasted crazy right now. Yeah, man. <laughs> but go ahead. So, no, um, you know, coming here, um, you know, like my son was very young. And um, he started reaching out to a lot of the sports players and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, actually, DeMar DeRozan's manager... Mm-hmm. Came to the shop one day, yes, and we didn't know who he was. He just came looking around, checking the store out, and he's like, "Hey, um, I got this clothing line. Would you be interested in selling the clothing line?" So the comp like, ten. He's like, "He's like, let me talk comp to 10. my dad about it, you know." So then my son talked to me, and I'm like, "Um, well, what's the brand? What is it?" And he's like, "Well, he didn't really get into it. He just wanted to know." So I said, "All right, well, tell him to come by yeah. next week, and we'll talk." You know, so I'm talking to him for a bit, and uh, shout out to Bernard. And, um, you know, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, oh, you know, we're trying to build our own brand. At the time, we weren't really looking to bring anybody in. Yeah. And then he started getting into depth of, well, the brand is DeMar DeRozan's brand. Yeah. But it's not DeMar's brand because DeMar's with Nike. 
So it's his brand, but he can't. He can't like promote claim it, it can't necessarily. Say it's mine. Yep. Yeah. So it's like my brand, but you're gonna run it for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as it's in somebody else's hands, exactly. It's fine. Exactly. Okay. So he's like, yeah, you know, you guys will be the only store in the U.S. selling his clothing brand. So I was like, all right, let's do this. He's mm-hmm. like, what do you think could help boost it? I'm like, let's do a pop up, bring Demar here, welcome him into you know with the Spurs because he had just yeah come he had to just came over yeah. So I'm like, yo, it would be great. Let's just do it. So I went down to his house in the Dominion over there, and uh, we chatted for a couple hours. And I'm like, yo, let's do it. Signed it up. And um, DeMar came down, did the pop-up. He was here probably about eight hours. Oh, wow. Damn. We had, I don't even know, maybe 2,000 people show up. Mm. It was insane. I came after insane. the I came after the chaos. I grabbed a shirt later. Yeah, it, but, was, it was insane. Yeah, I, I um, saw the, the line was like from... From the window all the way down the road. Wow. Insane. Three, four deep. So he came down. He brought his whole crew from Compton. And um, some of the players came. Rudy Gave came. Prince Shout out Rudy Gave. Um, bunch of players. Pops. I mean, everybody was here. I still feel the way that I still feel the way that Rudy Gay didn't take me up on that pool game challenge that I had against him. <laughs> I was I was trying to play against him. <laughs> Not gonna say where. <laughs> I don't think he wanted to smoke. I really don't think so. Nah. I probably came in there looking a little extra confident, but you know. That's what you think it was. He's a hell of a guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you when somebody stares the other person up and down after issuing a challenge, and then after the up and down look, and they're like, "Oh, nah, we we all right." I start <laughs> to take that as, "All right, man, you you might think I'm good." Oh, here we go. You might not think you can win. Oh, shout out to Rudy, man. <laughs> I think Rudy. Nah, just try, I think he was just trying to enjoy his chicken wings, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have a, we did chop it up a little bit, and then because I, I had this thing called uh, the pouch. Oh, yeah, you used to tell. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, telling yeah. him about the pouch where they would uh, basically any uh, mixed cocktail drink you want, they mm-hmm. put in this big pouch, right? Yeah. He, I guess he had never seen that because he was questioning me, questioning me on what that was, and I said, "Oh, it's just uh, you know, it's, it's my like crown. A- I'm drinking crown, you know, at the time." He just like in the bag, yeah. And I was like, yeah, man. They just serve up whatever you want, tequila. Uh, yeah, that's you know, how it is I, on I think the Ciroc was still popping was at the it, time. Uh, beer and all, you go there and they put it in a little. Why well, don't go to the South Side? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I stay away from those parts. No disrespect to the Southsiders, but I mean, you know, it's not my scene. You know, you know, it's, I, I, I don't blend well there. I only go down there for traffic tickets. <laughs> um, shout out to the South Side. Yeah, shout out to the South Side though. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he. Uh, you know, we talked about that. And next thing you know, he they over there ordering pouches, and that's what everybody started drinking in the little section. Mind you, he had his own section. I don't know why I was sitting in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had this whole. It was like all secure. I had never seen anything set up like that before at yeah. like a, a like a real popular bar setting like spot. Yeah. So I think they thought I was. I don't know. Maybe I knew him or something. I was like, I don't. I'm nobody here. Yeah. You know, I just happened to be sitting right here, and they're not telling me to leave. So it's yeah. whatever. Unlike some of our friends, they kick people out of yeah. sections. You know he DJs, oh, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know he DJs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shout out to DJ Double R. Yeah, <laughs> DJ Double R does his, uh, well, I don't know if he still does, but they, I remember they was moving around. They were in New York a couple times. What, the, yeah. the train? Uh, never mind. I, I was thinking of is, school. Is it, is it considered training? No, no, no. I was thinking of Double R's uh, DJ school, but it was something different. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, he did, a, he did a DJ set at um, Discoteca. Yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy Gay, yeah. I know they they were doing like little sets in New York too. Mm-hmm. 
He was all over the place. Yeah, See, yeah. It was, it was like stop. his little let hobby. Me stop. Let me stop being fake humble while you oh, talk man. about the story. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Let's hear it. We we started Rudy Gay's DJ career. We. I know. I didn't want to say that. No. Well, I mean, oh, did you? True. Me and my brother, yeah. Oh, badass. My brother's Rudy Gay's barber. Oh, And so you. he was trying to DJ. And long story short, he was asking my brother who could teach him how to DJ. Double R's, my right-hand man. There so you we go. put them two together. And there you go. Prosperous times ensue. So, so did, did you go to his house and hook up all the... No, I was in England at the time. Oh, okay. Because he had somebody... <laughs> oh, that's right. He was asking me if I knew somebody to go help yep. him hook it all up and Th- stuff. That's what, double, that's what my brother and Double R would have helped okay. him out with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the U- I was in the UK when all this was going on, yeah. chilling. See, it's, it's you, get, you get business cool. you get business deal done on a WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you was doing that that, that foreign communication. That's yeah. what was happening. Yeah. But he, he's cool. He but shout comes, out to Rudy. He shout out to Double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shout out to here. the fam. Yeah, now Double, Double R as much shit as we me and him talk to each other. Uh, legendary DJ out here in the city. I I never take that away from him, but we we definitely have our back and forth. <laughs> but he's he's great people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. So then they back to the story of them. They were everybody was coming to the store. Yeah, so it was just chain reaction. Yeah, you know he felt comfortable. We were hanging out, talking all the time, and then probably increased the popularity of the the store. Tell another player and another player, and then the players start coming here, hanging out. Yeah, and um, yeah, the rest I mean, is history. Yeah, the rest was history. Yeah, was and it? Now, a, was it a, now? Now the spirits are dismantled. Well, well, yeah, look, I don't even recognize look, him look, anymore. Don't worry about it. Big Victor's coming. Big Victor, uh, Wamba Yamba is after, coming after last night's you know game. Probably is coming. Yeah, so. They blew a thirty-point lead last night. Nice, and nice. Lost by six. Nice, nice. Oh, so Antonio, I didn't, I didn't catch the game last night. <laughs> Damn. And Ja wasn't even playing. Ja wasn't even playing. Ja's still over there uh, dealing with his. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His <laughs> slapping of minors or something. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to John Moran, though. I mean, he's a good player. Get it together. John, uh, right. But, um, but no, going back to the... um, So, I mean, that was kind of the start of it. Yeah. And just like any business, you know, you have your boom in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And that ain't really... That's not the importance. The importance, you know, is maintaining. Exactly. That's the harder so what's part, probably. The, what's been um, the process as far as maintaining the um, I mean, the maintaining as far as me, I'm still doing a lot of networking. Mm-hmm. Um, my son does his networking just a little more low-key. Mm-hmm. He takes care of like all the other things. I don't want to mention what they are, but he does his thing. Yep. Yes, yes. And then I'm out there on the scene doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so it's just building relationships, meeting people, um, and traveling everywhere. You know, just meeting artists and meeting different people so that when they come to San Antonio, they don't forget. True North. Not yeah. only us, but they don't forget about San Antonio because San Antonio always gets left out. Mm-hmm. Oh, of a course. A lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. So my boy Simba, I don't know if you know Simba. Of course I do. Same thing. He came here to San Antonio and mm-hmm. performed. And um, he opened for uh, Joyner Lucas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he came down here. He's like, I would have never thought in a million years to come here. Really? Until I met him out in um, L.A. Yeah, yeah. So dope, dope. Like, yeah. Simba, Simba's same thing fire. In the game. I got to meet the game. Went to his studio. I went there when he uh, was dropping his album. So I went in there and hung out. And Which album? Him. Do you remember? Uh, the last one he just put out. Which one was that? The one with 30, the one 40 he songs. Disses, oh, uh, yeah. Dramatic. Yeah. He uh, disses Eminem and all that on there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was just going and going out there. And it's like I said, you meet one guy and he just, but hey, go down um, 
Blueface is having a private party in Calabasas. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. So you there, were there. Hang out. Yeah. Oh, and then it's just a lot of networking. So so hold on, hold on, because we cause we um we fast forwarded too fast. <laughs> um, we here now. We got this place established, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you got your customer base, uh, clientele coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, your um, the celebs that you need to know, the people when they come to town. How the hell we end up back in Miami, though? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Miami. So something happened there. <laughs> well, we had the store probably for about a year and a half. Uh-huh. And then good old COVID came. Yep. So after COVID, we had the whole protesting going on. Mm-hmm. So between the COVID and the protesting... Um, our store, among other stores, were one of the ones that got looted. Oh, well, for people who don't know, you opened the second store. You opened the second location in Miami. In Miami, in Wynwood. A couple years after the first store. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. And then yep. two fa- years later, yeah. fast forward to COVID. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, and they cleaned y'all out. Cleaned us out. They even took the nails. Literally, the nails holding the shelves. Now, if yeah. it, I mean, if you had to predict. The the amount, like the, how would you say, like the value of merchandise that was taken, um, what would you estimate? Probably about 150 grand. <laughs> Insane. And that's just in product. That's not like in furniture pieces. Did y'all have a Supreme bike out there too? Um, no, we didn't have the Supreme bike. We had. Because oh, um, you know they would have took that. They would take everything. Everything I mean, that everything. even has an S on it. Everything. Everything. Crazy. It, I mean, they took the microwave. They took everything. Jeez. Literally cleaned out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, Wynwood, I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but Wynwood is like the heart, the heart of Miami. Yep. Yeah. So right around the block, there's a homeless shelter. Oh. And then there's a lot of issues going on there as well. So when these protesting started happening... You know, you're getting the protesters, and then you're getting the homeless out of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they ain't got anything. Yeah, things are getting wild So now. they're going to go in there for, you know, whatever they can get. When he says the heart, like, when would truly is, like... The center. It's not even just... It's more than a... It's kind of hard to explain it if you Liberty don't see City, it. Liberty City. Yes, everything is around it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like, Opalaka, all these other places that you'll hear. I mean, yeah. North Miami's not even far. It's really... It's 15 minutes from everything is 15 minutes from Winwood. Did that kind of make mm-hmm. sense? Like you get to Winwood 15 minutes yeah. from anywhere. But it's nice. the heart. It's yeah. the heart of Miami because I mean you got Little Havana, you got mm-hmm. Haiti. It's just it's in the middle of everything. Yep. And the dope part it was so, I mean of course it's unfortunate that I mean, got you cleaned know, out, but shit happens. Yeah, you know it was happening everywhere. There's nothing we could have did. Um, just sucks that people resorted to looting. You know little family stores and shit. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah. It is what it is. So we just took it as. <laughs> Did they leave the footlocker around the corner? Right. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't there yet. Oh, oh, oh. It, after? it wasn't there yet. Wow. Yeah, they just uh, put it up last year. That's fucked up. Now I think about it because they probably came in after because they got rid of all yeah. the smaller guys. They had all the other. They hit BBC. They hit Unknown, yeah. which was LeBron's store. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other little private shops got hit. But um, you know, it was a learning lesson for us. Yeah. You know, wasn't it wasn't about timing. You know, yeah, it started out great. I mean, we had great pop ups and got to meet a lot of people, but 
I know, just the, I mean... The just, COVID, it just screwed a lot of things for everybody. Just watching some of it, like, even the way the store looked, the presentation of everything, yeah. the way that the outside of the store was designed, like, yeah. it was, that looked super dope. Yeah, because there's tons of artwork on the buildings and graffiti, so... It kind of reminded me of uh, some of, like... Because you know how there's, like, strips in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and you'll have all the different stores as well as, like, sneaker stores. Even though now they're... You see, like, shoe palaces and stuff popping up in there, opposed yeah. to, like, the little sneaker boutiques. But it kind of gave me that feel, you know what I mean, where you can go down a strip and, you know, find these things, you know, exclusive sneakers, exclusive yeah. shirts. So that 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 would have been super dope to experience, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. You won't be able to. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Though, yeah, yeah. You know? So we just said, you know what, let's just pack it up and just focus on San Antonio. Yeah. And just keep it here. And at the time, I'm like, you know what, let's just stay here. Let's not expand. Because you can expand, it's going to expand the family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I had my wife run in the Miami store, and then I was here with my son helping him. So it was just. And the purpose was originally was, was for tough. you and your son to do it together. Exactly. So yeah. it started getting big, and it was like, you know, we didn't want this. It's, it started causing family issues. Mm-hmm. You no. know what I mean? Because we used to do everything together, and now it's like, you know, she's running this store. We're running this store. We're trying to get product here. And it just became too, much. too big and yeah. too much. And it was just three of us. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's it's very hard to trust people outside um, of that. Outside of that to help you. You know? Cause Completely it's, it's, understandable. It's kind of like a cash business, but not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's very easily to take a hit. You know, if I hire somebody I don't even know. You know what I mean? They'll have their friend come in and that sneaker that's worth 500 just sell it to them for like 40 bucks. Yep. And I'm not going to know anything. Yeah. You know At least I mean? not right then so and there. Yeah. You're going to feel it. So yeah. it's 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 very hard to find trustworthy people. Do you yeah, think, do definitely. Do you think this is a, um, sustainable as far as versus uh, brick and mortar versus online with the sneaker? Uh, not even just sneaker. I, I say streetwear. You know, yeah. um, I even hate that term streetwear. Whatever they call it now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think online versus? Because I'm still I'm still at that age where um, I, I like to touch. No, you and I'm, I mean? I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way. So we never went online, and we mm-hmm. never offered it um, for the simple reason because there's too many scandalous people out yep. there. And people are like, hey, can you mail it to this apartment? Or you came out, and they're like, oh, I never got the package. Yep. Mm. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, somebody signs for it, and it's it was just too risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to mail a $500 pair of sneakers to somebody, you know, and then as soon as you put it in the mail and you give them the uh, confirmation, they call up their credit card and cancel it. Yep. Now you're screwed. You know what I mean? Losing out on that. So it was just a lot of little things and I'm like, you know what? Let's just not do online. Mm -hmm. You know, and as far as like some of the high dollar sneakers, um, we'll literally, I'll literally just drive it to the person and hand deliver it. Mm -hmm. Like I have a lot of basketball players that play in other cities. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, I need this sneaker in a size 14. Mm-hmm. And I need this and this. And um, they're like, I'll send you the money and ship it. I'm like, better yet, I'm going to deliver it to you. Perfect. Yeah, that's the smart. And I'll either go to their house, I'll go to the game, I'll go wherever it is and just hand deliver it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, they, that's and also part that. of the networking, too. And they love it. Yeah. And exactly, you get to meet all the other people, the other players, mm-hmm. and it just helps you grow. Exactly, exactly. You know? Do you think that... Um, What's like the percentage overall? You would say local versus non-local um, business-wise. I'd say 
I'd say probably about 20% local. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the other 80% is probably everybody else. Uh, it's probably, t- I get a lot of international. Totally not surprised with that number. A lot of internationals coming through. Because a lot of people that come in here to buy sneakers, mm-hmm. the sneakerheads don't come here to buy sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the everyday other people yep. that are into it. You know, because a sneakerhead, a true sneakerhead is going to shop around. They're going to look for what they want. The exactly. Best price. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, occasionally they'll come and they'll see something. They'll be like, yo, can you hook it up? You know, and I'm, build a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll scratch your back. You scratch my back. Yeah. You know, I'll hook you up with this, but you got to bring something to the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just one sided. Hey, I got tickets to this. Go check it out. You can meet so and so or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, little things like it'll, that. It'll, it'll, it all works. You know, and a lot of things I do too here is I do a lot of pop ups for um, like local individuals here in the city, whether they sell clothing, um, they're a baker, or they're into music, whatever it is they do, I'll offer them a pop up space where basically I'll clear out the area. They come here, set up the thing, they interact with people, um, they learn to merchandise, they learn to, to sell the product, mm-hmm. see if it's something they want to do before they get themselves in a hole. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, it's a good way for them to network and meet people because a lot of people, I feel these days, everybody's, you know, everybody's on the phone. Nobody's conversating. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I went out to eat the other day and I saw this kid and girl and they were sitting there probably on a date. Mm-hmm. And both of them are sitting on their phones. Like, I'm like, not even acknowledging yeah. one another. They're not even. Yeah. So that's, a, that's sort of a pet peeve of mine. It's just the interaction is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since COVID, everybody is cooped up. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So, kept everybody that way so you go out there and you just see a lot of that yeah so, but it's a good way for them when they come here to set up to interact and yep you know meet the people and see if it's something they really want to do yeah you know and it, it helps me and it helps them because now they're bringing their customers here that never been here before yeah and then it also offers my customers something new they're like oh you know they might end up walking out with, with some merch or something yeah exactly, exactly. or so, even like some stuff from the store mm-hmm. well not not just that because like i said i had never I don't. I don't think I knew about you guys initially for a while, um, and I have some history with trying sneaker stores and all this different thing. <laughs> and it was kind of like a wait and see type thing too for some people here. Mm-hmm. Like, is it gonna last? You know, like a lot of people come into San Antonio, get a little bit of money, <laughs> and yeah. head right out. Book it, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And I know me personally, uh, I don't really support that per se. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to support people that are, like, actually doing things. It seems like, not even just seems like, what you are doing is actually supporting the city. Yeah. Um, like you said, the pop-ups, the artists coming through. Like, it's it's a give back of I'm not just coming here to get some money out the city. I'm trying to give something back as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, I know me personally, like, I really, really do appreciate that. And uh, it's kind of like watching from afar. It's mm-hmm. like, are you in here for the best reasons? Or are you just trying to get a couple dollars out of yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep it moving, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and you know, I, I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, my son loves it, and it's something he wants to do. So yeah. I got to go behind him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But anything you got planned down the line? Uh, future events? Which you, you know, what I mean, um, like right now, believe it or not, we actually we did a show a couple of months ago. Um, so right now, I'm just kind of laying back. Um, I got a lot of events that I'm attending, um, basically to network. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Jesse Bam fight mm-hmm. next month. 
Um, I'm actually going to Vegas for the Javante fight. Mm-hmm. So I built a relationship with him. So he's like, "Yo, you just get here. I got you. I may, I may on be a ticket. I may be out there too. Yeah, in the building. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I was gonna ask you about that because uh, I was just watching their uh, the press conference. Yeah. And uh, of course, I, I'm 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 on the Javante side. Uh-huh. I would like him to win. But I mean, I, I do think that Ryan came in a little little confidence, and he, he was talking the talk. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, do uh, I, I just, I just, I was more curious to see what your prediction is as you being a boxing fan. Honestly, I think a lot of people are predicting a knockout mm-hmm. early. I don't think it's going to be an early knockout. I, I think the same. You talking I about think, one, one or the other? Yeah. Or Javante knocking him out? Uh, no, I think Javante is going to knock him down. I don't think he's going to knock him out. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's going to go the distance. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think it, but I think it's going to go the distance because. They both know they got the power to knock each other out. Sometimes when you put in both knockout artists, they, they you're scared. always disappointed because <clears throat> they're very technical yes. in their throws. Yeah. Yep. And they don't leave themselves open a lot. Exactly. Um, Ryan Garcia, he's very fast. Um, but I think what he's going to lose this fight is because he's had a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think Low mentally rust. he's still there. And he's just... He's kind of like all over the place. I mean, he looked good in them Instagram in videos. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, he came back. He had two fights, and I didn't know who either one of those yeah. people were he was fighting. I think, exactly. I think the fight's a little too um, too early for him. And I'm, I like boxing, but I ain't a boxing aficionado. I just follow the big guys. Yeah. I think the fight is just a little too early in his career for him. Definitely. Um, and, that's and, all. And I know they see that. Yes. And they're like, yo, we got to attack him now. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like the same thing that happened with Canelo yep, yep. when he was flying Floyd. Mm-hmm. Floyd. Yeah. It was too early. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know? think you would have put him against him later. Yeah. Nah, that exactly. Don't, 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 do that. Don't, do that. don't do that part, though. Why not? Because we ain't never seen it done. <laughs> nah, we never <laughs> going to. I'm just, I, no, no, I'm I just think you should have waited. With the Floyd thing is, uh, like, it sounds good. Like, you know, a couple years later, if, hypothetically, you know, Canelo would have been in a better. Yeah. Or Pacquiao a few years earlier. But then the argument that, be, oh, Floyd's older now, that would have happened too. But the yeah. argument is, we ain't never seen it done to Floyd. So, early, yeah, never, late, it really don't yeah. matter. You know yeah. I mean? So, but I, I, it's going to be a good fight. It's definitely going to be a good fight. Um, like I said, I think it's going to go the distance. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be a couple knockdowns. I don't think Javante's going to get knocked down. But I know he's going to yeah, get tested. Yeah, I don't tested. see that either. Um, the last couple of fights that he had, I saw him, he was taking a lot of punches. Yes. And he's probably not used to that. Yeah. Um, I know Mario Barros, when he was fighting, he was giving him a hard time. Me personally, I thought Mario was winning that fight until the 11th round when he decided to trade punches with him. Yeah, that was probably a mistake. He, You can't go in there and, you know... Trade punches with somebody who's a knockout artist. Yeah, you got to go in there, and you know you really gotta take it back and and kind of like, yo, I'm winning this fight. Let me stick to my jabbing. Yeah, one two combinations. Get back. Go in there. Get a couple. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But when he went in there and he's like, yo, I'm toe to toe, and he's like getting hit, and he's like, bring it. Yeah, he probably shouldn't. He done was that. getting a little frustrated, and um, you know he lost. So, so you'll be in the building yes, for the upcoming I'm fight. Excited for it. And uh, on behalf of Javante Davis. Yep. Yep. Who do you know there? 
I literally just got a call a couple of days ago saying, "Yo, do you want to go to the fight?" Um, and I <laughs> See, said, "I told you, you knew somebody." And I said, "I said, uh, nah, not really, because Vegas fight weekend is madness, and I'm like a low key dude." Yeah. And he was like, "Well, I can't go. I really need you to go." Yeah, to everybody's represent. everybody who's anybody yeah. is going to be there. I I will agree so, when uh, when they were doing the conference that he's like, "This is probably the biggest fight, that, one of the biggest fights you can produce right now in yeah. boxing." Just because of where boxing is at. Oh, let me tell you a funny story to the yeah. person. The tickets are secondhand, right? Yeah, yeah. The person that has the tickets initially, the reason he can't go, which I still find is fucking hilarious, is because uh, the missus has something else going on at the time. Yeah, yeah. That she can't be there, and she's like, "Well, I'm, if you, I'm like, I can't have fun. You ain't having fun either." So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like basically. Uh, if we both can't go. It was like, ah, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? Oh, you so, should tell your boy, just leave her. Hey, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Did you see how much those tickets are going for? Yes, yes, yes. Front row is 30 grand a yep. ticket. Yep. Jesus Christ. Not even a set. One ticket. I believe 30K. it. 30K. Damn. So you want, you want to bring your wifey along? Yeah, you're talking 60. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think the, there's been a shift in, uh, like, sale of tickets. These days, because even uh, like any any sport, uh, maybe not so much basketball. I don't really notice it there, but like UFC events, boxing yeah. events, like these uh, actually, combat sports is changing. This, this Friday coming is um, a UFC fight. Oh, That's fight night here, right? Yes. Yeah. It's be good. It's and be good. even though it's just a fight night, not a pay per view or nothing, the the tickets are different. Yeah, eighty five dollars, I, I think, for a basic ticket. Yeah, for like like nosebleed. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, I've been to the events here, but I know that now, like, it, it's all like the landscape has changed a little bit as yeah. far as like how they they sell them yeah. and whatnot. I know it's tough, but and it's expensive. But at the same time, the city needs to support. Like, oh yeah, they need yeah. to go because we're getting this here, and if we're not getting any, they're not showing any love. They're just gonna be like, you know what? Let's go to another market. Yeah, we're not, not coming there. back here. Yeah, you know. So the city really needs to realize this and just start supporting a lot of these events. I think that's part. That's that's probably part of the reason why some will come once, yeah, and then there's no interest in returning because there maybe the turnout might have been, you know, yeah. not so good or you know whatever the case may be. But uh, now nah, I'm excited for that fight coming up, uh, uh, along with a, a couple of other fights as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, how do you feel about the the YouTuber fights? Garbage. It's entertainment. I would never pay for it. Yeah. I mean. Was he? He's fighting everybody who's like older than him, washed up. He finally fights somebody that's sort of compatible to him. Yeah, and he got his ass handed to him. Is it Mayweather about to jump in there? He already, no he already did. No, again. Mayweather. Oh yeah, he's go, he's going there for the money. Yeah, maybe. You know, but he just had two fights the other day. He had one in Thailand against some kickboxer. And then the one in uh, London. Then, yeah, the one in London. Yeah, but he's been doing that for some years now. Yeah, he's he just like fights these little, random people overseas. Yeah. For the money and like I mean, takes them out. <laughs> they basically, I mean, none of it gets recorded. It's like, hey, you go in there. All right, I'm fighting. Give me five million. Yeah. They pay him five million under the table, and he goes and does his thing. Light work. Yep. You got to remember. Floyd, he you got to remember. He's, money. Got, he's yeah. got an entourage. He's got to pay. You know. Definitely. So and expensive he lifestyle. He wants to live that lifestyle. He's gonna be doing this for a while. You gotta bring Floyd out here to True North. Yeah, right. What do you, call, time, what do you call it? The stick up. The next, <laughs> <laughs> the next time he's out here, I'm not sure when that'll be. But um, yeah, I don't he know. He was at the Miami store. Oh, he went out there too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah he was out there. He did uh, the podcast with uh, Drink Champs. 
when he was there. Oh. So we had the drink champs in the building next door. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And, uh, it was dope. You know, I, drink champs is like looks so fun, but I don't want to get that intoxicated. No, that's why I wouldn't. I don't. Because you never, know, I'm, I would I'm, never I'm, drink. I'm aged now. I'm older now. I don't drink the same. No, I hear. It, well, yeah. Floyd didn't drink that whole night. Yeah, he drank water. Yeah, he don't drink alcohol. He don't. He, what do you say? He don't drink. He don't smoke. Nothing, right? No. Nope. Yeah, that's not surprising. But like, I know the them boys oh, over there at drink champs. Said, like, we'll drink for you. Yeah, worry. like yeah. I'm drinking for the culture, so I'm trying to be a part <laughs> of it. But I know I'm not hanging. Well, you know what they say: drinking t- brings the truth out. So yeah, that's, you know, that's why I would never drink get, with a microphone. They present. get everybody comfortable, you know. Yeah, start telling things, y'all what I really feel. Yeah, you know start saying things I don't really want to be uh, having people know out here in the streets. Yeah, man. But uh, one, one but, day, one day I'm gonna go on this little spree of hurt some feelings just yeah. for the hell of it. But I just chill it. So like it's like drunken ass podcast. <sighs> It'll be fun. It'll be entertaining. You might lose yeah. some friendships. Nah, no. Nah. I think so. Nah, <laughs> I get drunk with all my friends. I get so they already know they they right. already know these thoughts. You there you go. Yeah, yeah, facts. You go, you go yeah. set up a podcast at uh, what's that event that's coming here next month to San Antonio? The uh, the festival they have for ten days. The Niosa and all that. Oh, Fiesta. Oh, 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 Fiesta. oh, that's already Fiesta, coming Fiesta. up. Yeah. Yo, I go can't. set up a little. Yo, I stay away from that, man. That that shit's wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody with their Coronas and just fucking. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't been interview. there in years. You ain't missing yeah. out. All the all the drunk people like. Yeah, it, it's, it's just shoes, wild. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so wild out there, and it's the most ratchet of the ratchet come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's very sloppy. <laughs> yeah, and then you always step on some food. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, nah, but oh, anything you want to plug in before we uh, we get to the crush of the week? Nah, man. I just, uh, you know, if you haven't been to the store, come through. Come check Definitely. it out. Um, you know, even if it's just come to bullshit, come hang out. Come look around. You don't have to buy anything. Just, uh, just come, come in enjoy the experience. Yeah, kick just, it. It is, it is a cool, very inviting uh, vibe in here. Yeah. Even though I'm going to stop you. I got to figure out a new word for vibes, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, oh, you, that's you my switching goal. it now? Yeah, that's my goal. Vibes is played out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn. You know what I mean? It was good while it lasted. It's a, uh, it's a dope wave in here. There we go. We're going to yeah. go back to that. Yeah. But, um, all right, man. Let's get to, our, uh, get to the real shit, man. Yeah. Crush of the week. So you know what it's about now. Kind of briefly explained what it was. Uh, you know, be like I said, actress, a model. It could be uh, an artist. He picks a lot of artists. Yeah. An athlete. Uh, anybody who, or even Lifetime Crush. We even do vintage. <laughs> like Angela Bassett type. So I actually, I got a good friend of mine mm-hmm. who she's uh, going to be putting out an album soon. Okay. So she's been grinding. She's from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Very good friend, Candace Pillay. Okay. Um, Grammy Award. I mean, she's she's done it all. She's got um she's got a head on right, and um she's gonna be coming out soon with uh with an album. She was with uh, the Dramatic. Okay. She did a song with Simba. She's been on the track with Eminem, Dr. Dre, Kendrick, Schoolboy Q. I mean, tons of people. What's her name again? Candace Pillay. Candace Pillay. I think I already yep. know. She's not familiar. About. Yeah. If you see her, you'll be like, oh shit. Okay. She's uh she's in LA. She's up and coming. She's, she's definitely gonna put some heat in this year. Definitely go put so, her. Yeah, we have to check that out in the building. Um, my crush of the week is uh, I don't want to use the word crush because it's, <laughs> it's too disrespectful to what this lady has accomplished. <laughs> um, she really like auntie. All jokes aside, um, she just won uh, a Oscar last week. Um, the second her second Oscars. She's the first black woman mm-hmm. to receive this Oscar. 
going to be from my hometown, Miss um, Ruth E. Carter. She is the uh, set designer, fashion designer for um, Black Panther movies, mm-hmm. all of MLK stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She's been in the industry 30 years, but I just want her on our page. And she's from my hometown. A lot of my uh, aunties and older people, like my moms and them, grew up with her. Yeah. And she's really an inspiration. So shout out to Miss Ruth E. Carter, two-time Oscar award winner, first black woman with two Oscars. Nice. Damn. Nice. Yes. Springfield Mass in the building too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick before I get to to my crush, because uh, I know we 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 damn near almost forgot. I wanted to say this at the beginning of the pod. We're gonna give out an RIP, and I want you to say because you are the ultimate oh, wire fanatic. Jesus, man, that hit me oh, hard yeah, yesterday, man. RIP to Lance Riddick, oh, aka the Great Daniels, Lieutenant Daniels, Cedric yeah. Daniels. The Wire is my favorite TV show um, of all time. Of all time, watched it uh, thirty six million times, and yeah, passed away at sixty years old. So definitely rest in peace to Lance Reddick. Um, he's in a ton of other shows. Uh, what's the last one I see him? He's in Jack Ryan. I think he's a Jack Ryan on Amazon. Um, I think he is. He was on. I Oz. think he plays another yeah. detective or cop. Or exactly, yeah. exactly. But um, if you know the name, you recognize him, huh? Yeah, that voice work too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, definitely rest in peace to uh Lance Reddick. That's the second guy in uh, on the wire already. Um yeah, Michael Ooh. K. Michael oh, K. Yeah. Um and also Prop Joe passed away a couple years ago uh, from the wire as well. So yeah, man, I might have to go just watch a couple episodes of the wire today, man. Yeah, and <laughs> you know I was man? just talking to you about starting the whole series all yeah. over again. Yeah. Just like from the jump. But um, but yeah, man, R.I.P. And uh so my crush of the week. Um, I really don't know what she does. <laughs> I don't. I'll be real. I just know she got a lot of tattoos. And I, I don't know. Lately, I've been having a thing for, like, tattoos. But her name is Alexa Alita. And uh, I'm I'm assuming she does some kind of modeling. She probably knows some rich folks. Mm-hmm. But uh, Oh, nice looking. Nice looking. looking. Yeah, nice smile. Know, I, I like lookers. Yeah. I, I like women with nice teeth. Nice glasses. Oh, yeah. She's got very nice teeth. Yeah, yeah very she? nice teeth. <laughs> I like her bucket Are hat. Are they real? <laughs> no, nah, but hey, man! Shout, oh yeah, you got like a girl with a bucket hat. Bucket hat? I don't know. That's that's been a thing for me. But yeah, man, she's very fashionable. She does a lot of like uh, fashion type of shoots, and I she sits like as close as you do. Nice at gaming events. Yeah, that yeah. was my seats last night. <laughs> like the exact seat, like this seat. Uh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Mind you, this dude does a lot in a in a span of like eight hours. Hey man, it's that's how you got to work, man. How, how, Efficiency. You, you like you're my like a zombie. Eyes are, my eyes are burning right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know but how you're awake right now. You, you have to, you have to, you got to keep it going. Yeah, because I know you to. mentioned you was at the game last night. You still made every, it to South every, by Southwest. Well, actually, so I was in Denver the whole week. Oh so yeah, you got back from Denver yesterday. I got back from Denver. Shh. My plane was delayed. I ended up in Phoenix. I sat on the tarmac forever. Came here, got here. My luggage is lost. So oh. I'm supposed to be delivering at any minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just been balls to the wall. Came home, changed. Went to the game. And then met my boy, went to the game, hung out, had a good time at the game. And it's just, it's been like that nonstop. But, you know, I think it's very important that you got to do these things. You yeah. have to get out there. Even if you're uncomfortable with something, you got to go. You got to show face. You got to let the community see you out and experiencing all these things definitely you know because and shout out to all the south by southwest artists that we know they're out there 798s yeah. uh east side fish you were out there 
um, Deshaun J. All a lot of friends of the show are performing out there throughout the week this week. So it's been dope to see like from afar. Uh, so just want to shout out all them guys uh, who are out there right now and those who are continuing. Yeah. I think there's more shows tonight that they're going to be doing. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We had some people out here last night. I know Drewski performed last night. Um, and I believe tomorrow there's something going down. Um, right at Bentley's. Oh, we said uh, Lord Finesse. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Lord Finesse is coming Digging tomorrow. in the crates in the building. Yeah. By the time people hear this, that. though, those are already passed. So, so hopefully lot, y'all made it. A lot of people <laughs> don't know who Lord Finesse is, but they for the should. old school people... They they're gonna know. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna know. Well, so, dope, man. It's hey. a free event. Oh, not even better. Even better. Yeah, for those struggling, because I know it's payday for some people next week. So exactly. Yeah, man. Uh, but I just want to thank you again for allowing us to come for the second time into uh True North, your store here. Definitely. Appreciate uh, it's been you. No, it's definitely. been incredible. Like you know, just being able to talk to you, you know, kind of see into your background a little bit. Um. Any social medias that you want to promote? I know you got the True North that you mainly focus on. No, that's yeah, pretty just much it. Just True North. Follow you at True just North. Come through, man. Come you through, know. buy some shit. I appreciate you guys coming through here. Nah, it's been a pleasure, and, man. Uh, like I said, Mikasa Sukasa. So if you guys ever decide you want to do another one here with somebody, like I said, just hit me hey, up. We and definitely appreciate the opportunity. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll be back. Never yeah. know. For sure. But uh, yeah, man, this is episode 269 of the Cheap Suits Podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got my promo on, man. You, don't put me off yet, son. Oh, my Make bad. sure y'all go out there, Deuce Dime, Ocean oh, Drive yes, yes. Sliding. Um, we back outside in the streets. The Kayonda music video short film will be dropping shortly after this podcast drops. Yes. Um, my executive uh, producer debut. On paper, you know, I've been doing this for a minute. Oh, dude, I put you're, my name on paper real time. Yo, this man's a hero you know and an actor now. And let me, um, we and back outside, production. Though. Let me see that jacket you came in with. I oh, saw yeah, you came yeah, in with definitely, this badass definitely, jacket. Definitely. Oh, yeah, oh, shout out to this. my man. Shout out to uh, my man back in Springfield, Mash. You know what I mean? We got to definitely rep the brand. I'll put the um the link up in the logo. You know what I mean? We in the building, Hall of Fame City. You know what I'm saying? East Coast. You know what I mean? Oh, you see Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss from my hood, too. Hey, let me get one of those. <laughs> you ain't know that, did you? Nah, but let me get one of those. I mean, this ain't you cheap, You make some calls? Bro. You make some calls? This ain't cheap, man. This is good material, man. It's like an Averex, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out, to my, shout out to my team, though. Brian Ramirez. Yes, definitely. Hoss, um, Baby Squirrel, the whole crew, Deuce Dom. We in the building. Yeah. Ocean Drive sliding. Make sure y'all go stream that album right now. It's available now. We're going to link it down in the description down below. And, uh, and definitely... Much appreciation to my boy Nemo, Greg G in the Nemo, building. The golden child in the, the golden building. The golden child. Uh, <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> two weeks in a row, man. Crazy. In front of the cam and behind the scenes. That's that's what I love, though. Yeah, definitely. That's, you know what I mean? Um, hop on the podcast one week. Hop behind the podcast the next week. Definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do some quick shopping real quick. So uh, we'll see y'all next week, man. Peace. Yes. <laughs>
non-stop You know that a nigga gotta get it every day until the motherfucking casket drop I'm talking about a lot, that's how we ride when we rampin' nigga Been and still be steppin' nigga, set fire everywhere I go Cause I'm hot just like some pepper nigga for real, fuck your perception, nigga. You hatin' anyway. Don't make me make you a correction, nigga. Who turned you up and got you poppin' in your section, nigga? Me, but I told them you. Guess I was a fool, but I learned a lesson, nigga. This ain't one sauce and bought your credit does not qualify. Fuck you, pay me a squirrely baby, and bitch, that's with a dollar sign. The shit I got will make you get up out your body and out of mine. And it don't stop around my block, cause I don't be wasting a lot of time. Bitch, this right here is blood, sweat, tears, and a whole lot of grind. The audacity of you niggas, I swear y'all boys is getting out of line. How you always in the game, but never out of binds. Footwork, nigga. I only get them from across the border. Help Diego get the order. Papito send them all by the corner. Count it in my hand in case it's over. Line wrapped around the block like we selling Jordans. Send them all. 